This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Friday, November 29th, 2019. On this day in 1981, actress Natalie Wood drowned off the coast of Catalina Island in Southern California. Police initially ruled the death an accident. In recent years, her case was reopened and investigated as a possible homicide. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the death of Natalie Wood, officially caused by drowning and other undetermined factors. Now let's board the splendor a little after midnight on November 29th, 1981. Dennis Deverne, captain of Robert Wagner's yacht, The Splendor, sat tensely on his bed, listening for more shouts outside his room. For the first time in a while, he heard nothing. He took a deep breath and slowly relaxed. Finally, Natalie and her husband, Robert Wagner, were done arguing. The yelling had been going on for hours, but the fight had truly begun the previous evening, after Robert had awoken from an afternoon nap. When Robert woke up, he reached out, expecting to put his arms around his wife. Instead, he discovered she was already gone. He found a note from her informing him she had gone to shore for dinner with her friend, fellow actor Christopher Walken. Robert was agitated. He thought they had put their issues behind them. Now he felt abandoned on the yacht with only Captain Deverne for company. Robert took a deep breath and composed himself. He would join them for dinner on shore and everything would be all right. Robert dressed and headed to the restaurant where he found Christopher and Natalie eating and laughing together. He sat with them and the three began drinking together. They drank heavily and it didn't take long for them to grow rowdy. After a couple of hours, Doug Bombard, the owner of the restaurant and a friend of Natalie and Robert, helped escort them back to the Splendor, along with Christopher. As they drunkenly stumbled aboard the yacht, it was clear emotions were running high between Natalie and her husband. For her part, Natalie spent most of her time talking to Christopher, which inflamed Robert's jealousy. According to Captain Deverne, he tried to keep Robert distracted by serving drinks in the salon of the ship, but Robert was incorrigible. 
he confronted Christopher and loudly demanded to know if he was sleeping with Natalie. Both he and Natalie denied the accusation. Natalie stormed out of the salon and the couple went back to their bedroom to talk while Christopher went to his quarters to get some rest. Dennis Deverne remained on the bridge trying to ignore the shouts of Natalie and Robert. He turned on music, but nothing drowned out the sound of the couple arguing. Deverne sat up until 11 o'clock when the shouting suddenly stopped. According to Dennis, he waited for around 15 minutes before going to check on Robert and Natalie. He found Robert on the deck, red-faced and disheveled, Natalie was nowhere to be seen. Robert told Deverne that Natalie had gone missing. Dennis couldn't understand how that was possible. It was a large yacht, but there weren't many places to hide. He asked his boss if they should call the Coast Guard, worried Natalie might have fallen overboard. Everyone knew she couldn't swim, so he was especially worried something bad might have happened to her. Robert told him to wait and that he expected Natalie back at any moment. Since Robert was Natalie's husband and Dennis's boss, the captain trusted him and waited an hour for Natalie to return. When she didn't, Robert called some friends he knew on Catalina Island and asked them to go searching for Natalie. Robert and Dennis sat down and drank some more while they waited to hear word from Robert's friends. A full two hours later, at 3.30 a.m. on November 29th, the harbormaster finally convinced Robert to call the Coast Guard. But by then, it was too late. Coming up, the police discover Natalie's body. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. At 7.44 a.m. on November 29, 1981, the harbor director on Catalina Island found something in the water that turned his stomach. Floating in front of him was the body of 43-year-old actress Natalie Wood. Natalie had gone missing hours earlier aboard a yacht named The Splendor. The captain of the yacht heard her arguing with her husband, actor Robert Wagner, until around midnight. According to witnesses, when he was told his wife's body had been found, Robert only looked down at the ground, hardly reacting at all. But to the public, news of Natalie's death was a bombshell. The film industry and the nation at large mourned her tragic passing for months afterward. Meanwhile, police began an investigation into the circumstances that led to Natalie's death. The three men who were aboard the Splendor that night, 
Captain Dennis Deverne, Robert Wagner, and Natalie's friend, actor Christopher Walken, all maintained that her death was an accident. Some evidence cast doubt on their claims. For one, Natalie's body had bruises on her arms and torso. In addition, two witnesses on another nearby boat heard a woman crying out for help at some point during the night. Despite this, police found little else which hinted at foul play, so they declared that Natalie had accidentally drowned, possibly after falling overboard because of her intoxication, and they closed the investigation. Soon after, Robert Wagner got Captain Dennis Deverne a job at the studio where he was filming the TV show Heart to Heart. According to Dennis, while he was working at the studio, he lived in Robert's house. He described himself as essentially Robert's prisoner. Dennis said a driver took him directly to and from his job at the studio every day. When he closed the door to his room in Robert's house at night, a magnetic lock automatically engaged. According to Dennis, he couldn't leave his own room after a certain hour. At the time, he assumed Robert was very security conscious and that all the rooms had similar locks. Looking back, he wondered if Robert was keeping a close eye on him following Natalie's death. Despite his ever-growing suspicions, Dennis remained silent about Natalie's drowning for decades. Then, in 2011, he publicly changed his story. He stated that he lied to the police immediately following Natalie's death. He now claims Robert prevented him from turning on the searchlight or calling the Coast Guard after Natalie went missing in 1981. He even went as far as to allege that Robert was directly responsible for Natalie's drowning. His statements caused police to reopen the case and amend Natalie's death certificate. They changed the official cause of her death from drowning to drowning and other undetermined factors. In 2013, the coroner's office added to Natalie's original autopsy report. The addendum stated it was possible Natalie's bruises had been incurred prior to her death, though there was no way to know for sure. Both Robert Wagner and Christopher Walken have disputed Dennis's claims that Robert had anything to do with Natalie's death. Walken has never been considered a suspect, but police named Robert a person of interest in the case in 2018. As of 2019, the investigation is ongoing. Perhaps soon the case can be closed for good and Natalie's memory can finally be put to rest. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more information on Natalie Wood's death, check out the episodes of ParCast Original, Unsolved Murders, that dive deeper into the case. 
Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Russell Nash, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, Freddie Beckley, and Paul Mahler. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Terrell Wells, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 